since there might only be one person listening to this, um, <laughs> depending on the success of it all. But uh, this is Man Up, the mental health, men's mental health podcast. Must get that right. It's we will. We'll get there eventually. Not yeah. men up. Definitely not men up. We are man up. We are man up. <laughs> my, my name is Andy Richardson and sitting next to me is my dear friend, Tommy Danker. Hello, hello, hello. So, um, yes, we're on to number two. We're on to the second one. Now, um, the first thing I'd like to do is um, apologise for being a liar. A liar? What? Hang on. Uh, well, I said <laughs> that the next one we'll have a guest in, but um, oh. but no. <clears throat> We did. We didn't deliver on our promise, did we? We did not deliver on our no. promise. That's not because we don't know people and um, <laughs> and it's not because people aren't um, willing to get involved, but it's um, because we decided there was so much stuff unsaid uh, from the first time that we'll do one more uh, just speaking between the two of us. Yeah, I think it's a good idea, a really good idea. Like I said, we... It was more, it was an introduction. I think we just, it was like the tip of the iceberg, wasn't it? And there's so much more going on, so much more to say. And I think as well, just for a chance for you to get to know who we are and uh, hopefully build a bit of a rapport with us. And then, you know, then we'll get, yeah, then we'll get other people in. Exactly. Exactly that. Uh, exactly that. And I don't know about you, because um, I was saying to you after the last one, um, it took quite a lot out of me. I felt quite, exhausted yes. um but you if, for you it had a sort of um therapeutic effect is that right do you know what? it i went through the full range of emotions like honestly it was bizarre i um i had euphoria i had moments of toxic masculinity when i was thinking <laughs> oh my gosh i've just spoken about my feelings and emotions and people are gonna you know i i, I did i went i really worried um like I said, therapeutic. I did. I felt absolutely amazing to actually, you know, to be brave enough to sit there and actually talk about it, say it how it is, get it all out there. Um, but yeah, like you said, the uh, the feeling of emotional, I was drained. I was drained and I sort of listened back, but I actually had to give it a few days because I was, you know, I just had to sort of take a breather from it. Just like, wow, that was intense. Well, we were putting uh, a lot of, personal stuff out there and um we are by committing to this podcast we are put, putting very personal stuff about us in a in a public sphere hmm. um that's always going to be out there so people are going to know stuff about you people are going to know stuff about me but it's a case of uh willing to being willing to sacrifice for the greater good and yeah. and for us the the sort of men's mental health crusade is something that's worth maybe saying stuff. I mean, obviously I'm not going to say everything about my personal life. You know, I'm not going to, you know, talk about how I shit or, um, <laughs> oh, please, or, uh, I pray they do tell. <laughs> I'm really interested. Or the size of my manhood, you know, things, things like that. Uh, you, be, you don't need to hear listeners. You don't need to hear that. But, but I would, um, but I'll, I'll I'll try and be as honest and and you you know you were very honest last week. Yeah, and uh, you know like off off air off air we're not on air we're not on the radio are we? But I mean we agreed that we would be open and honest and reflect. Looking back, you know I had a few conversations with my wife as well, and I just said I feel really nervous about it. You know what what how are people going to view me? Are they going to? And this is the toxic masculinity. Are they going to think? You know they're going to view me. I'm not Superman. I'm not tough. Like I'm not. 
are all the things, all the stigmas that are attached to mental health that we've started to talk about. I went through all of those emotions and I was just like, get a grip, man. Like, you know why you're doing this. You want to do something positive. You want to make a change. You want to help people. Like, so anything that comes with it, I'm ready to sort of take, you know, and, and I feel, I feel really good. I feel really positive about it. You know, now I've had some time and gone through the range of emotions and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I think we're. Yeah. And, and let's face it, we are in the 21st century. So if there are any blokes that listen to this or, or hear what you say and are critical of you and say, Oh, you're not a man or, or something like that, then frankly, it's their problem. You know? Yeah. Let's let let's get real because um, you know, like we say, there's been a lot of um, male suicide. There's been a lot of uh, problems in amongst the male fraternity, or for want of another way to call it, uh, 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 yeah. uh, to do with speaking about this sort of stuff. So so it it needs to be said and needs to be done. Um, talking of which, um, this week was quite a special week for mental health in general because it was on uh was it wednesday or thursday i believe it was wednesday it yeah. was um uh, well world, world world mental health day wasn't it it was it was and uh lo- i saw loads of stuff on social media uh people putting stuff up we um <laughs> weirdly enough or or maybe not weirdly enough it was mainly women that were putting stuff up i didn't see hardly any men put anything up about uh mental health day except for yourself you put something up yeah i posted i posted but um that was also to be fair one of my female friends katie she sent me a link on a a happy mental you know health awareness day and um i forwarded that one on so thank you for that katie bless you Mm. but yeah i mean you're right again it as much as there is so much more, you know, publicity, it's, 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 it's so much more awareness around it. It's still very much so we're not talking about it as much as we should. I really don't think we are you yeah. know, as men. Yeah. And, and I suppose the point of um, World Mental Health Day is to um, raise awareness, but also for people to open up and for it to become normalized. And it got me thinking uh, while we're still, exploring our own stories a little bit it got me thinking about how we opened up to our friends and family about the problems we were having you know how long it took for us to to open up how we said it what the reactions were so um you mentioned a little bit last week about uh talking to your wife about the problems you were having can you remember what her reaction was and how you felt before you opened up and what actually made you open up to your wife? Was it, was it, was there, was it like you said last week, mm. that defining point where you couldn't look um, your son in the eye? Or? Yeah. I mean, do you know what? There were so many things leading up to it. So many things. Um, and to be honest with you, like I said, I didn't tell my wife, or I didn't really open up to my wife until it was almost too late, you know? And funny enough, <clears throat> When I when the whole sort of depression thing came out, it wasn't that I actually spoke to people about it. It was that a few of my friends actually said to me, you know, Tommy, you, you, I think you're depressed. You know, I think you're depressed. They saw it in me. I was trying to plod along and be a man, 
and everything's fine, everything's hunky-dory. And they were just like, no, it's not adding up, you know, your behavior, your patterns and stuff like that. Um, and as far as my wife goes, it really was a point of, it got gotten so bad between us with me not speaking, closing up, being distant and the lack of communication. I thought, I thought our relationship was over and we had one evening a really awful argument and um i just remember like she was talking at me and trying to sort of get a reaction out of me because i was i'd shut down emotionally i was shut down i just i didn't have the energy to fight or bicker we just completely didn't understand each other i thought she didn't care or didn't understand but how could she understand because i didn't understand what i was going through so she had no idea all she thought was that i was being distant or I didn't love her or I didn't care and one evening she was talking to me and I was trying to ignore her because I was like all she's doing is shouting but what she was trying to do was just see if there was something in you know if I still cared if there was anything in there obviously and it just got to a point where we screamed and shouted at each other and I literally just broke down and I was just and I remember just sitting on the floor like by the door in the kids' playroom, uh, the kids were in bed, they were asleep. And I just sat there, I just said, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. I really can't. And I was just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Like, I just, I wish I just fucking die. You know, I just, and, and it, it all just, I blurted it out like that. And the arguing stopped immediately. It just stopped. And I just sat there for a while, like <laughs> on the floor, just sobbing. And um, I remember, I don't know how I got from the floor, but I sat on like, you know, there's a sofa in the playroom and um, I just sort of lay down on it. And then my wife came in and she just sort of held me and she just cuddled me and she was just like, I think she was in shock at what I'd said and the reaction that I'd had because I was always so, you know, I'm tough, nothing gets to me. Da-da. But in that moment, I mean, there was still afterwards a lot of things that we had to fix and solve and work out to get our relationship back to you know happy families but in that moment it was that moment of just complete I had nothing else you know I couldn't defend myself anymore the walls I had built to try and protect myself to the front I was putting on it was just all gone it was all gone and yeah and in that moment it was the first time in a long time there was sort of a human connection between us and and that was yeah and that was it and that's when we actually started talking about depression and mental health and why could we feel in this way and and that was the first time that she said things to me in a long time that I realized that she wasn't just uh, this horrible woman that just wanted to shout and moan and tell me that I didn't care. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. It was just that she was trying to unlock the puzzle that was her husband who had just shut down and was completely and emotionally dead to her, you know? So yeah, it was, it was an insane sort of period of time. And, you know, I look back on it now and, you know, I can actually see it. It's like, it's like a completely different person that, you know, I look at that person who was sitting on the floor in tears just like, uh, you know, the world had come to an end and 
you know, I had a lot, I had a lot of people around me at that time, but I, you know, I, it sounds really cliche, but I felt so alone and I really did, you know, had, you know, like you said, we said this before, blessed with some amazing friends. We share some of the most amazing friends, but I just was distant and, you know. So you, you, you mentioned um, that it took a couple of friends to say depression to you. Did it ever, did you ever in your heart of hearts think that you were depressed? I mean, you knew that something wasn't right. You knew that um, you weren't the same person. You knew that you had a, you felt like there was a cloud, but what was it stopping you from actually facing up to the, 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 the D word should, should we say? Mm. I can only describe it. it well, I want, I don't want to say it's definitely, there's a lot of toxic masculinity, you know, that's going to be my new phrase for this week. I think I've said it a few times already, but that's the one toxic masculinity. You know, you can't be depressed. You can't, you have to just carry on going. You have to just be tough. Like, you know, and again, man up, man up. And that, and that was it. And that was what I told myself, man up. You've got a kid, you've got a wife, you, you know, you, you people depend on you and going back, I've always been the person like in my family that was the one who had his shit together, who was the one that was depended on. And for me to show weakness or to show that, you know, I, did, I, you know, I was concerned how is that going to affect not just my wife and kids, but, you know, <clears throat> my brothers, my sisters, my mom, my dad, because I was always the go-to person. If there's a problem, I called Tommy, he'll deal with it. And, you know, I'm great at dealing with everyone else's problems, but when it, when it comes to my own, I was just like, didn't have a Scooby-Doo. I was, I was, yeah, I was absolutely lost. So I think, yeah, toxic masculinity, but also I do feel like I've, you know, that's the, it's, that, um, it's that inbuilt defense mechanism, isn't it? Like fight or flight. And as much as I think I was running on empty, I always just had a tiny bit of fight in me because it just felt like my pride wouldn't let me give up. You know, it wouldn't let me go under. So I was like, you're all right. You just, you know, get up, dress up, show up. And that was sort of my attitude. And, you know, it's just, you know, to a fair degree, it still is. I still do believe that. I think now that I know that, you know what, I've gotten over it before. I can get over it again. Get up you know, dress up, show up. Doesn't mean that, you know, you can't show your vulnerabilities yeah, every now and again. Absolutely, absolutely. And now, you know, as an offshoot of this, I've got a really nice uh communication with my wife. And I can if I do feel bad, I can actually say to her, look, you know, babe, I'm really sorry if I seem a bit distant. I can feel myself feeling a bit hazy, you know, and um I just want you to know that I am here, I'm with you. I do feel a bit bad. So if I'm not being as, you know, loving or as whatever, you know, it's not because there's a problem with us. It's because, and she's like, look, I'm really glad you've told me, you know, if there's anything that I can do or, and we'll do things like we'll sit down together and we'll watch, or she'll send me like a, a TED talk or something or a Tony Robbins video about, you know, positive mindset, controlling negative emotion, you know, and it's just, and it's just nice to, have her in my corner 
And like, you know, she understands now that sometimes this is, you know, I don't want to say this is something that I'm going to be with forever, but it's something that I do go through. We are learning tools to help me to deal with it. And, you know, I'm trying, I try every day to do something positive to keep a lid on it. And it's, yeah, I don't feel alone anymore. I don't feel like I'm doing it by myself. And so you're, that, that was the beginning of more openness, you being open to your wife. You obviously, you did the, you did the blog, which was really being open with, 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 uh, with the, with the world, with friends and yeah. that. What about your friends? Are you are you more open with them? Are you more honest with them about stuff? You know, mm. um, well, the thing is, is again, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I've got amazing friends, friends like from eighteen years, like twenty years friendships, you know, and some friends that you know, I'd say probably knew me better than I knew myself, so. It wasn't so much a case of me being open with them and going to them and saying, oh, this is how I feel, guys. It was, it was more like, you know what, I'm blessed with you. Something's wrong with Tommy, you know. And it was like they'd check in on me. They'd be like, you know, just wanted to check in on you. Did a, or I hope you don't mind. I spoke to so-and-so and it sounds like, you know, you're going through some stuff and just wanted to let you know here. And, you know, they, they were amazing. And, like... I always say I'm so grateful to have some of the friends that we've got because, you know, just meeting for a coffee or let's go out for a beer and have a chat and actually not judging me, not making me feel like I was any less of a man or not making me feel that I was weird. Just being like, just listening and not even always offering solutions, just being like, shit, man, that's fucking harsh, you know? And it was, it was cool. So, Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Again, open up. Yeah. O- open up. Yeah. That's 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 the message from that. Yeah. Uh, I, I get. I guess with me, I, I um, I've never had that sort of um, want, wanting to be the, uh, you know, the alpha. Well, I know you weren't trying to be an alpha male, but but someone who's sort of like you know the 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 provider and and the and the you know the the rock. Yeah, that's uh, it. Um, it's it's never been like that with me. Um, but I'm quite stubborn, and it took me a long while to realize that there was something wrong with the way my mind was working because I. Like I mentioned before, the health anxiety thing, I would always blame it on something that was going wrong with me physically. Mm. I, I would think I'm having all these sort of weird physical symptoms. Therefore, there's something physically wrong with me. So I was having a brain tumor or, or cancer or, or, or an aneurysm or MS, you know, because I'm getting sort of weird tightness. That's obviously multiple sclerosis, Par- early onset Parkinson's, all these things yeah. that I think it is and not actually just extreme stress and anxiety that, that, um, so it, it took a lot for me to sort of actually realize that that was the root of the problem. and. So, you know, so I would go, uh, you know, eventually got round to actually getting some professional help for it and actually opening up to friends 
and family about it. Um, my dad's been through similar um, stuff. He, it's quite tough talking about it really, but he, he had a sort of nervous breakdown about 20, 25 years ago. Um, you know, but um, at the very least I've, definitely put a label on it and then i i i tell people that i have it i tell i I tell people that people know my 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 good friends even i don't go around i was gonna say i don't go around broadcasting it but that's exactly (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) what we're doing um (laughs) i don't look at me yeah yeah, but but i mean you know who cares but but no of course which we're, we're trying to aim for a culture where this this is treated the same way a common cold is 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 treated let's face it so um but i m- the majority of my friends know my close friends know that i have issues and and if i say if they invite me to something and i say i can't go to something there's no, you know, we're oh god, we never see. There's no questioning about it. They, 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 they sort of know that I, that I might be having a, a sort of dodgy night or a dodgy week or whatever, yeah. you know. So, it's so listeners, you know, it's so important to open up to friends and family about stuff because if you suffer in silence, you are making it so tough for yourself, you know. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Sure, nothing at all, nothing at all. And I think this is um. Again, we keep on saying this is the message that we're going to try and get out there. And it's so true. But like you said, you've been open with your friends now and your close friends, they understand. So when you do miss an event, you say that, you know, there's no pressure. You don't feel pressured, which instantly makes things easier, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I mean, I still, because I do keep it under wraps for certain things, like my college don't really know about it. And and if there's like a a rehearsal or, or a jam or a music thing and i'm feeling a bit sort of crap that day um then sometimes it's tough um like i had a gig the day after our podcast last yeah. week i had i had a gig and um because i hadn't slept that well because i was thinking about the podcast and things like that uh the gig was really tough and the only way uh i could get through it was by having a i had a few drinks which it's definitely not the best way to handle it. But no. th- that that night, that that was the way I handled it. I had a few drinks and it sort of relaxed me. But I was feeling really like, it's very hard to describe because my physical symptoms, but I was, I'll, I'll be playing the music and I'll be having this shoot, these shooting head pains. I would, like my whole body would stiffen up and I, I would feel like that I was going to at some point flip out. Yeah. And when you're trying to play complex jazz music, and all you're thinking about is keep it together, Andy, keep it together, Andy. Yeah. That's tough. You know, that's tough. And that thing, that sort of thing happens in a, in quite a lot of certain situations. Um, but now, nowadays, I don't feel the pressure to like have to do everything. When I, when I was younger, I'd have to go to every, every gig. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just part and part of being a youngster, isn't it? Being yeah. younger. Yeah. You want to be where your mates are. You don't want to miss out on anything, yeah. you know, and you do put a lot of pressure on yourself to do, you know, be that. And sometimes the answer is just to actually say, you know what, guys, I'm going to give this one a miss. Yeah. Well, part of that, I mean, you know, there's got to be some benefits of get, getting older. And, and part of that is, <laughs> <laughs> part, 
part, part of that is that there's less going on, let's face it. <laughs> you <know what> I, <laughs> I read something, someone, someone posted the other day, it made me laugh. It said, you know, it's like, oh, when I say, you know, when someone invites me out and I say, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. There's like a hundred percent chance I'm not coming. I might even just add a what time you're meeting up, just to add gloss to it. <laughs> just, I'm like, yep, yeah, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> I'm staying in. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, so that's good. That's 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 openness, and and that is what. Um, Did well, you nail your gig though? Did you nail your gig? Yes, I nailed it. Yes, mate. Man up! Look at that. I he could have been it. better. I could have been better, <laughs> but but I I I no one noticed, and and people said well done afterwards and and stuff. Yeah. So nice. nine towns, nine times out of ten, then you know I yeah I keep it together. Well done, mate. Well done. But so anyway, so that's one topic we were going to talk about today, which was the the sort of openness and and talking to family and friends. Um, the other thing that we promised that we'd talk about um last week or and that we touched upon was the concept of having a healthy body and therefore having a healthy mind yeah i really like this topic because um for me massively a part of you know feeling better getting better and not just you know my mental state but just generally you know putting good stuff out there into the universe it is uh, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. Um, so what's so what's worked for you then in in the healthy body, healthy mind? Okay, well, um, obviously a few years ago I'd be doing Thai boxing and all that sort of business. I used to love it. That's how I met my wife doing Thai boxing. Really? She beat me up. She actually beat oh, me oh up. My God. It's embarrassing, isn't it? I just oh. said that on podcast. Could never take that back. <laughs> never. Didn't happen. I'm just joking. That was for comedy elements. <laughs> I'm a champion. <laughs> uh, no, but um, so I think part, you know, it's really bizarre. It all links in actually because we're doing Thai boxing. That's how we met. But I ended up having a back injury. So I slipped a disc and then I had like repeated problems with that, which meant I couldn't do the Thai boxing anymore. And I think that helped, you know, for my sort of like downward spiral into not feeling great physically. Um obviously the back pains and stuff, I was like, oh man, this is rubbish. So, and I just sort of didn't exercise. And again, you know, bad eating, having kids, working, it all sort of adds up. So um, I did some work with a life coach called uh, Letty, Letty Tucone. And uh, say that again. Letty Tucone or Letizia, Letizia Tucone. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I still can't say it right. She'll <laughs> she'll correct me. She'll be like, "That's not my name." I'm like, "Sorry, Letty Spaghetti." But um, but she uh she told me and taught me about um an an author who did a book called The Miracle Morning. And I kid you not, I swear by this book because it really has changed so many things. You know how I operate, how I see things how I set myself up for the day, you know? And um, so the miracle morning, the basic concept is the most, you're, you're most productive early in the morning, like the early risers. So the general thing is, I think, you know, it's it's not a law, but most people sort of wake up at five o'clock in the morning rather than six. Oh gosh, yeah. I know, there we go. Look, Andy, the <laughs> That's music, it. Andy, I'm the out musician. Already. I'm out already. 
<laughs> Negative. Not doing it. Next. <laughs> la la la. I'm not listening now. It go on. But yeah, so waking up um, like an hour earlier than you normally would, and uh, doing f- you know six things, um, and he calls it the savers. He writes it down as the savers. S A V E R S. Just in case you didn't understand what I said. So, sorry, sorry. Who's he? Who's so the person? he is Hal Elrod. Right, Hal Elrod. So he's an American author. He does the Miracle Morning. He's done like a series of these books for all different things, like whether you do sales, whether you're into, you know, um, drama, acting or anything like that. But the, 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 he's done one for relationships as well, which I also read. Got some really good points out there trying to sort of be, you know, a better husband and make my relationship better. But um, yeah, so the basic, you know, the six points are... Um, you wake up in the morning and the most successful people, they've got certain things in common that they do. And I think we spoke about it a bit last week, uh, meditation, um, affirmations, visualizations, like exercise, these sorts of things. So he writes them down as the savers. And um, so the S is for silence. That's your meditation. A is for the affirmations, uh, you know, you know, repeating your mantras, you know, and like I said, you must do the, the meditation, like, success you know happiness healthiness and like you know expelling all negativity uh visualization like looking having a vision board looking at what you want what you know the goals that you set for yourself then you've got exercise i do a bit of yoga in the morning we just had a giggle about that didn't we off the microphones but again for the bad back and stuff it's been really good um reading and then um scribing now scribing is uh an old fancy word of saying writing. So keeping a journal. So you track, you know, all your days and, you know, what's been good about that day and sort of something to look back on. And, you know, it, it just, I mean, that was the idea. That's where the first idea sort of came about doing a blog writing. So I started describing about how I was feeling. I was like, oh my goodness, the up and downness of it all. So, yeah. But- so, so, the, so was that when you first made the association between the body you know, keep being eating well and doing the exercise and that, and then having a healthy mind. Is that the difference between when I woke up in the morning, when my alarm went off, got in the shower, ate some food and uh, trundled off to work compared to when I woke up an hour earlier, did all the things I said, the meditation, the breathing, the exercise, and just had some quiet time, no kids, no wife, just sat in my house and had some time for myself. And then you know, it was almost like I was skipping to work, you know, it was, it, it sounds so bizarre that something so simple can have such an effect. And I noticed now I'm, you know, my new job, I'm doing shift work. So it's not always, I'm not always able to do it. Like if I get in from work at two o'clock in the morning, I'm not getting up at five o'clock in the morning to no. do that, you know, and I can, you know, the difference is amazing, but so I've I've slipped recently. I've not been as consistent with it. But what I have noticed, and again, you know, I speak about accountability a lot. Now we're doing this podcast. I feel like it's my duty to make sure that I'm keeping myself well so that I can put good stuff out and encourage and be... Practice what you preach. Absolutely. So I've been, you know, re-getting back into it and stuff. So thanks for that one hey thank you <laughs> that's quite all right so 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 okay so you've you've been doing your yoga you've been doing your um bit of stretching and getting up yeah. early so what about um your diet so you become a vegan yeah i did i did um so well, not for the health reasons that everyone else did it for my wife started doing veganism because of health reasons she wanted to get healthy i did it more <laughs> because 
well, you know, my wife's doing it. So <laughs> I started with vegetarianism, but then um, it's really bizarre. I'm doing it more for uh, environmental reasons. Um, here, here, here. Yeah, I took the kids to the zoo, saw all these beautiful animals all in captivity, all the blurbs on the animals, like, you know, the, their natural habitat's been destroyed by deforestation, da-da. Looking a bit closely at it, we're cutting down trees to plant seeds to feed animals that we kill to eat. I was like, well, it's sort of, you know, that's it for me, really. I mean, the health benefits of eating a plant-based diet and, you know, it's, it's just facts. You know, science proves that there's some really, you know, good health benefits for it. You know, the detoxing, the juicing, we've tried that as well. So like a real nice, you know, clear out of the system and stuff like that. I mean, I, I slip up occasionally. Like I said, I sound like a, a 95% vegan because every now and then i'll like you know eat something that might have milk in it or something <laughs> but but do you feel better is the question do you know all the health benefits everything they talk about and you know you know it's a different no not really i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you mate <laughs> not really i don't feel like oh my god look i'm like in a zen like state i feel fantastic i don't do you know i feel good i feel like i'm i feel <laughs> I think inside I feel good as in like I'm doing something that's I'm being more conscious of the planet, the environment. I mean, as far as health and stuff like that, I feel I feel the same. I've always been quite healthy in the sense of my jobs. I've always been quite physical. Even what I'm doing now, working hospitality, I'm doing a lot of walking around and stuff like that. But so I don't feel like you know, oh my gosh, it's life changing. I think more mentally, I feel better that I'm doing something positive and it's a discipline as well. Yeah. Well, there is a very, very, very strong link and the, and a lot of um, medical science and a lot of psychology is making the link between the gut and the mind. Um, serotonin, which is the, the sort of happy chemical, is, is, is actually formed in the gut. And uh, there's there's been like loads of books uh, about it. There's a, there's a great book called Gut. It's literally called Gut that mentions uh, a, a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, and it's a um, yeah, it's a gro it's a growing science for me. The like the real one in terms of diet, the really the real thing that really worked for me cutting out was sugar because. Actually, you're, you're going to be quite, you've got a lot of knowledge on this, haven't you? Because you actually went on a special diet, you said last week, didn't you? You mentioned it, we touched on that, your whole diet changed. and Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, well, I think sugar's evil, personally. Um, and, uh, when, you know, when you think about it, sugar isn't fat, but sugar turns into fat in your body. Mm. Um, also, refined sugar, um, it's just... It's just uh, what what it does to you. It, you know, it 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 um well, it changes your body. It it can it can give you a, a high, but then terrible lows. Um, it's uh, it's an artificial stimulant. It it can stimulate your adrenal glands and your your, your nervous system. Yeah. And if you're someone who suffers from mental from poor mental health, um, then it's it's going to do you no good at all. Um there's a lot of sugar in alcohol and there's a, there's a link between between depression and alcoholism and, and, and sugar as well. Um, so I personally think it's something that should be avoided. Uh, you can have it in 
natural forms like fruit and yeah. you know fructose and things like that. Um, for, for a while, for for a long while, it was fat that they used to say um, that should be avoided. But there's a lot of science now that's saying that fat is actually something that we shouldn't be avoiding and we avoid it too much. It has to be the right fat. I mean, obviously don't go around yeah. eating chunks of lard every five minutes, but, but, um, Joe, but when you're a kid growing up and you'd have like lard, like get the bread in it and the drippings and stuff like that. <laughs> it was were... well nice, wasn't it? It was nice. When, when were you born? The 19th century. <laughs> <laughs> it was bread and lard. Hashtag growing up poor. Oh bread yeah. Lard, yeah mate. It yeah. was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. So, so yeah. So for me, what I've done is I, I've I've cut down or almost cut out um, sugar. Um, I eat, I, I cook all my own own food, so I don't have. Um, I've been a vegetarian since I was twenty, uh, twenty one. Mm. So um, that's so that's four years now. Four years, as you say, <laughs> can't be that long, mate. <laughs> no, since I was twenty one, which is a long time ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of meat sort of stays in your in your system, and like you say, you know, there's that environmental aspect mm. as well. And in terms of exercise, then I I um when you know when I first started doing exercise, like especially going to the gym, for me it was because I wanted to be big, you know, I wanted to be like muscle man, muscle boy. Yeah. And then it got to the point where, all right, I'm doing this exercise because I want to stay fit. You know, I want to lose that. I don't want a gut. I want to be now I do the ex the main reason I do exercise is to keep my brain um uh yeah to to keep my to to, to de-stress myself and and um you know get, get rid of the anxiety or whatever because yeah. um I really think doing exercise especially something like running or or a sport like I mentioned before last week like a team sport is is yeah. really good for your really good for your brain and like you mentioned yoga yoga's fantastic because it's like a double double whammy you've got the you've got the exercise but you've also got the breathing and the meditation yeah. aspect as well and it's yeah that's amazing it really is amazing so I love the infart lying on the floor and just like oh just gonna sink into the floor now just gonna relax here yeah, it's amazing. It's a really good feeling. Yeah, some of those moves though are, are, are quite, quite, quite. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I'm shit at yoga. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while, and I'm still shit, mate. Honestly, <laughs> definitely not a yogi. No, I try. I try. God loves a try, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh God, I'm just not that bendy. <laughs> um, I, I just can't. It's 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 the. It's, <laughs> It's the bending forward thing, the caterpillar or whatever it is, you know, that's, that's the. Hang on, you're breakdancing. You get it wrong, mate, the caterpillar. Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) The downward dog. Oh, God, yeah, I knew I was doing that wrong. That's it, mate. There we go. (laughs) And and he's got the fat bees on doing the caterpillar. Watch me bust a move. (laughs) Anyway, right, so we're coming near to the end now. How far are we in? We're on 42 minutes. Already? I don't know. Today, time flies when you when you when you when you're having fun. So um, this is we've got to continue doing this. We've got to continue doing this. I really hope that people are going to get value from this because I feel great. I don't know how do you feel. I feel marvelous. Good work. Yes, yeah, I feel marvelous. Um, yeah. So I guess now it's really time we opened up, and it's 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 over. It's it's over to to you listeners, and and um, I think there's a few people because I put. A, a Facebook post out about it. And there are a few people that have uh, reached out to me and you've had a few people yeah. reach out that, that, that um, want to come in and, and, and speak to us. Uh, 
so the idea like we mentioned last week is to is to is to talk about men's mental health and open up about it but also to come up with some some answers and hear some success stories hear some um you know hear hear the downside but come you know hear hear the upsides and 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 to try and come up with some some plans as it were yeah. so so that's what we aim to do next time if we don't have someone sitting in with us next time then we failed <sighs> here we go and the depression comes back again <laughs> we're failures we're not going to fail we're going to be awesome and we're going to have yeah. an amazing guest next week yeah yeah and it might not be next week um <laughs> because <laughs> because uh but anyway we'll 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 put it up there by the time you listen to this hopefully we'll have a few done and and um yeah so um try and get in touch with us there will by the time again by the time you listen to to us to this there will be some sort of way of get, getting in touch with us and uh whether it be via social media or, or via email or or whatever um try and try and get involved i did someone did tell me um which is rather stupid of me uh that there's about another four or five other man up web um, podcasts but they're all spelt in sort of different ways and they're not about men's mental health so i'm i'm gonna stick with man up and we'll, maybe we'll have to sort of spell it for the podcast we might have to put like a capital n m small a big u small yeah. p We'll, we'll figure bugs. it out, but man up is ours. That's we're what we're going to bloody it. call it. That's it. That's it. Man up X. Copyright reasons. <laughs> man, up, man up UK. Nice. <laughs> nice. Innovators. Yeah. Innovators. That's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're about three quarters around it. In I think that's we've sort of come to a um an end. What do you think? Are you, are you happy? Conclusion. Do you know? Really, really happy. And um, well, look. Thanks for meeting again, you know? Yeah. I thought, you know, it might be like a one-off thing. You might decide you don't like me. Bit too that... emotional. <laughs> Shut up. But no, I'm really glad we did it. I'm really glad we did it. And I'm glad we're doing it again. And um, I can't wait to meet up again and to talk to somebody else. Because quite frankly, I think it's a bit boring just you and me now, isn't it? I'm getting fed up with it. I'm, I'm <laughs> bored of listening to, to my story. I mean, I know my bloody story. You lot have heard two hours of it or, or whatever of, of our stories. And, you know... It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's Dr. Depression and Captain nice. Anxiety. We're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah. You're there again. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I was about to mention, I, 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 I'm glad you reminded me. It's obviously it's not just about depression and anxiety. There's people with um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. There's there's other types of mental health like schizophrenia. There's, there's you know, Asperger's and um, even... I, I guess uh, out, Alzheimer's and um, you know that that sort of stuff is, is is a type of mental health. So we can try and discuss uh, lots of those uh, different areas. You know, OCD, that that sort of thing. So so um, yeah. So let's let leave no stone unturned. So until next time, man up, man up. <laughs> no, don't. That's a. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>